My name is Dr. Michael Brown, and this is Three Words, a bite-sized podcast about the simple and strategic choices that all of us can make in order to become the very best version of ourselves. Today, with my dear friend, Dr. Tyler Schwanz, we talk about how to be abnormal. In fact, my friend shares with us seven ways to not be normal. And why does we why do we have this conversation? Because there are, in an average lifespan, 28,740 days, most of which we will never, ever remember because they weren't memorable, because we chose to be normal. So, Tyler, it's great being here with you on this beautiful, sunny Saturday morning. Uh, I miss just sitting with you on a regular basis, and obviously, with the pandemic now behind us, yeah, uh, it's good just to be with you here today. So, Tyler, what are our three words for today? They are nobody notices normal. Nobody notices <laughs> normal. Yeah. Would you consider yourself normal, my friend? Definitely not. You know, when I first met you, I thought this is one of the most extraordinary human beings I ever have met. I remember <laughs> sitting in that coffee shop and having a conversation and thinking, there's something incredibly unique about you. But would you consider yourself then abnormal? Uh, I think by definition, then, yeah, I think so. I think that... Uh, would your friends say you're abnormal? Would your, they would. Your wife and family? They would. <laughs> they would call me nor- not normal. They would call me extra. Um, mm-hmm. I've been called a try hard. I've been called all sorts of different things that... Uh, Interesting. Yeah. I, I think that... Uh, Normal uh, can have a lot of synonyms that aren't really synonyms to normal. We just kind of apply them. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes people that um, maybe they're they're just not average, or maybe they have unique tastes, or mm-hmm. you know they just go against the grain a little bit. I think we call them abnormal when in reality it's just you know they're just being them. That's normal for them. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I don't want to be normal. And I think you don't want to be normal. We talk about this even in DMB coaching. We want to be extraordinary. We want to be the best version of ourselves, right. which is funny because even now, you know, as a father of nine children, if I'm doing something a little silly mm-hmm. or just having fun, exactly. it, that they'll tell me, dad, just be normal. And I'm like, <laughs> but I, I basically have built my life around this idea that I don't want to be normal. Because when I think about culture and I think about the world in which we live, I mean, normal is quitting what we start. Mm-hmm. Uh, normal is more talk than action. Mm-hmm. You know, normal in our culture is to complain right. and to be defensive and to make excuses. And, to, you know, I could go on and on. I don't want to be normal. I want to be different. Right. I want to be extraordinary. And and you've been thinking about this. You, you actually selected these three words for today. Right. Something resonated with you about this idea of being abnormal that nobody notices normal. Talk to me more about that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, so most people, you know, you eat two, three times a day. And uh, do you remember any of the normal meals that you have consumed mm. over the past however many years we've been on this earth? Like, <laughs> I probably can't remember what I, what I ate three days ago. Right? I know, I know. Okay. And so what does that say? Like we yeah. eat every single day and how many of our meals are memorable? I think mm. that's something that links together with normal is when, when things are normal, they're not necessarily memorable. I don't remember eating that okay meal with that um, average service. You know, I remember that exemplary service at that incredible restaurant that had a meal that I'd never had before and maybe never will again. Um, I feel like the brain is wired to notice abnormalities and it's trained to just let normal blend in. And I think that goes back, you know, thousands of years to our, you know, this brain that, you know, you look out on 
the African savanna and you just see wheat, you know, swaying back and forth. That's normal. Nothing crazy. What's abnormal is the lion jumping out. And that's what triggers your brain yeah. to make a memory to, to spur action. Um, I feel like that is, that's what the difference between normal and abnormal is that normal is not memorable because our brain is not wired to, 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 uh, remember that. And, uh, and I think when I first had thought of that was back probably in college. Okay. Um, I used to work at a place I went to, uh, Ohio state university. Okay. And, uh, one of my jobs there, I worked at Ohio state calling, meaning I called, uh, friends and alumni, uh, of the university <laughs> and asked them for money. Maybe you, were a you fundraiser, are, maybe yeah. you're familiar yeah, <laughs> yeah. with that joke. It's not a fun job. Um, which is probably why they, they paid us more than any other campus job because it's just being told no all the time. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, there was one bright point, which uh, I guess proves our point as well. A, a day that was not normal, where I, uh, I made a call and uh, to an individual, and I was going to ask him for, for a donation. And he said, uh, why, should I, uh, why should I donate to the College of Dentistry or whatever we were raising money for? Okay. And I said, well... What would uh, what would make your experience on this phone different than anybody else ever calling you asking for money? He's like, I don't know. You'd probably have to sing the alma mater or something. <clears throat> so, oh, come and sing Ohio's praise. You know, that's me. Like all of a sudden singing the Ohio it. State alma mater, Carmen, Ohio, just right off the cuff over my little, you know, microphone and made it happen. And uh, he's like, great. I'll donate $5,000. And uh, just like that, what and it was going to be story. a no, and then he, you know, he had it, but he just wanted a memorable experience, and so that was probably. And I don't remember any other day working at the call center other than that day, which is probably, yeah. you know, again proves our point. Well, Tyler, I think you just you made an incredible point, and that is that nobody uh, wants. I should say this: that nobody wants normal. Instead, we want to crave memorable experiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, we want every day to be memorable. We want to be able to lay our head down on our pillow at night and be like, this day was absolutely fantastic. But probably what made it fantastic is that it wasn't normal. Fantastic. I mean, it, that's exactly right. And it's yeah. like, if the average human lifespan is is 78 years, mm. and I know you've you've taught me a lot about this, this concept, the marble mindset mm. of, you know, if you were to assign a marble to every single day of your life, I don't know how many days are in 78 years, but it's a lot. Yeah. How many of those days are going to be memorable? Mm-hmm. Ideally, only the ones that are going to be abnormal are going to be able to stick out. But we are in control over that. Yes. Like we are in control of making as many days abnormal as we possibly can so we can re- recall and remember fondly many of the days of our lives. And it's like when you get to the end of your life, um, if I were to ask your brain, you know, hey, you know, have you lived a good life? Have you lived a long life? Like what have you experienced? Mm. Like you may have lived 78 years, but if I asked your brain, like, how long have you lived? Your brain might say, I've lived four to five years over and over and mm-hmm. over again for my entire life. I've been reliving the best days of my life just over and over and over again. You haven't lived 78 years. You've lived four years, but just on repeat as opposed to living a long, memorable, abnormal life. Well, you're tapping into our core value, and that is intentionality. I'm guessing to not be normal, mm-hmm. to live each day full in, full out with memorable experiences. We mm-hmm. have to be intentional. 
Yes. I mean, we have to decide as we wake up each day, today will not be normal. So I, I was I was actually chatting with you off camera earlier, and you were actually talking about you've created a list right. of ways to be not normal. Yeah. And, I, and I would love to just maybe if you start walking through those with us, because I think our listeners and our viewers would love to just because obviously you are extraordinary. I think you're a fantastic human being and you think very intentionally about these things. But for those of us who are listening and who are listening into the conversation, like, I don't want to be normal. Yeah. I, I I want people to notice me. I want to stand out not only as a human being, but I want my experiences in life to be truly at the end of my life, something that I can look back on and say, yes, I lived life fully alive. Mm-hmm. Share some of those things with us. Would sure. You? Yeah. Um, some of the things that I believe uh, make us abnormal in today's culture. Number one, and I think I wrote it as number one because I do believe it's the most important okay. and most strikingly different is to love others unconditionally. Mm. I feel like it's normal to, yes, love others, but with conditions. Mm. And uh, if we could lead by example and set this example of loving others, regardless of whether or not they agree with us, mm. regardless of whether or not we enjoy being with them or are on the same life path. I feel like that may be the single most important way that we could be abnormal in today's culture. And by yes. doing so, hopefully it becomes the norm, but loving others unconditionally set that example is probably the most important way that you can imagine a world or mm-hmm. even your community where everyone woke up in the morning and say, today, I'm not going to be normal. Today's not going to be about me. Mm-hmm. Today's going to be about we and every human being I encounter. I'm going to love, I'm going to initiate with, I'm going to be kind, mm-hmm. I'm going to listen. And you said it, regardless of beliefs, regardless of background, mm-hmm. regardless of personality, even if they're a little bit challenging yeah. to love unconditionally. I love this, Tyler. Yeah. That would be truly abnormal. And uh, Yeah, and it goes into number two, which I believe yeah. is, uh, it probably dovetails into that, which is read as much as you can. Uh, from perspectives you don't see every day. And so if you're to love others unconditionally, then it's a lot easier to love others when you understand their perspective, when you know what they're going through. You don't have to agree with it, but if you know who they are at a core level, uh, you can love them more unconditionally. And uh, my wife, Kelsey, she is, I believe, what the only word that could describe her as a voracious reader, mm-hmm. um, just Dot, yeah, I mean, just constantly she's reading, she's sharing her perspectives that she gains. And she says that one of the best things about uh, reading is that it can transport you to places you've never been mm-hmm. and uh, help you to see perspectives that otherwise you never would have seen. So um, if I were to continue on with this list of things that make you abnormal, first of which would be to love others unconditionally. The second, which would be to read as much as you can, read voraciously. Um, Kelsey set a goal of reading 100 books this year, and she's going to surpass that goal. Wow. Um, So I think that makes her extremely abnormal. But again, because she's abnormal, she has this abnormal, and I would argue beneficial number of perspectives that she can see. Now, wait a minute. So you're telling me you don't only read the things that you already agree with? (laughs) I mean, because typically we tend to line up books. What are are books and and what are articles and what are perspectives that tend to already align? We kind of do some pre-research. You're saying you're saying read something different right unique read 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 some books that uh have nothing to do with you or you can't relate to at all and the worst that can happen is that your eyes are open just a little bit i love that yeah let me see uh the next one that we have on here is to cook foods that you didn't grow up eating uh (laughs) i I think that uh, we already mentioned it but you eat 
every single day mm. without fail. This is an obvious opportunity to do something abnormal, to, to, to break the mold, to do something different. And, um, I think about most recently, uh, I tried to cook my own Thai basil fried rice. So do you okay. like Thai food? I do love Thai food. I yeah. love Thai food. Okay. And, um, I never made it myself. I figured that was one of those things I should just, I should let the professionals do and they'll do it better than me. But one day I was like, you know what? Let me get this a try. And, uh, what it did for me is it created a whole memorable experience mm. because half the ingredients that you need to make like legitimate Thai basil fried rice, like, I don't know about you, but I didn't have them in my fridge. I didn't have them in my pantry. Like I had to go get all these ingredients, many of which had labels I could not read because they were not in my language. I had to go to this wow. really cool market. I met this really great shop owner who showed me around and she asked me what I wanted to cook. And she was so kind Fascinating. And, and helped me purchase all the things that I would need. And she was like, no, this isn't going to be in your recipe, but this is how we made it back home. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And so I got home and made this whole recipe and yeah, it tasted different than any other mm. Thai basil fried rice that I'd ever had and probably ever will because this is probably just like, you know, that shop owner had it when she was a kid. And, uh, and I just think that that was so abnormal. And I remember that one meal and I would love to make yeah. every single meal that I eat be that memorable. And, and not only was the meal memorable from what you just described, the entire day, mm -hmm. the entire experience leading up to that meal because you were intentional, yeah. you were wide-eyed, you were interactive, you were meeting people in the midst of that journey you will remember that day forever. I believe so. <laughs> awesome. Tell me more. Uh, yeah. So next one, uh, visit places you've never seen. Um, this doesn't just have to be about traveling um, for fun. It can be. Um, but I guess in contrast, I remember a few years back, um, every year at the office, we collect turkeys around Thanksgiving mm -hmm. and we donate them to families in need. And uh, one year we partnered with a food pantry in uh, a small like very hyper rural town in Ohio. And I remember driving out there, it was about 45 minutes from the office and it just got more and more desolate. And we eventually got to this, this town. And when I think of, when I think of um, like homeless people, when I think of the truly indigent and um, individuals who have absolutely nothing, I think of like New York City. I think mm -hmm. of like metropolitan populations, tent cities. In this tiny town in Ohio, for us to bring 50 turkeys there, it was mind-blowing how many people were living there who were living on the streets or in shelters or like I had never imagined from that perspective mm -hmm. like them living within 40 minutes of my house. Mm-hmm. I always thought that's something that happens elsewhere. This isn't something that happens, you know, in my state or my county or like within a stone's throw from from where I call my home. And just visiting that place, which I otherwise never would have been, um, yeah. opened up my eyes to such a different perspective. And it was such an amazing opportunity then. It sounds like um, it. just because I had visited a place that I otherwise never have been before. With incredible intentionality that flowed out of generosity some decisions you made to bless the world. And then it actually continued to expand into what is now part of your list of how to be truly abnormal and create abnormal and create memorable experiences. I think you have a few more. I, I want to hear them all today. Yeah, we'll do them all. Oh, awesome. So yeah, uh, try something new for the first time. Hmm. Um, I try to live by this mantra of when's the last time you tried something for the first time mm -hmm. and uh, trying something for the first time 
is not fun. It's, uh, you know, because you're not good at it. Yeah. Nobody wants to be bad at, at something. You know, that doesn't sound like fun. Like, let's go out and fail at something all day. Um, I remember when I first started snowboarding. Um, I started snowboarding at the ripe old age of 27. You know, most people that start snowboarding, they do it as a kid. And when you start something like that as a kid, it's no big deal because you're, you're three feet tall and sure. you only fall three feet. Yep. When you're 27 and you're already working, like if you get injured, like there's some very serious repercussions. Of course. And uh, so I started snowboarding and it was like eight hours of just falling flat on my butt, mm. like bruises. I might have had a concussion. I'm not positive, but it was just, it was not a good experience. And yet out of this, now I get to, I I eventually learned, you know, that day, but out of those bruises, out of that concussion, I got to now go on amazing snowboarding trips with my brother. And it's become this, this uh, tradition that we've done and all these memories made all because Mm. um, I, at one point in time, had the courage to try something new that I had never done, even Though, arguably, I was way too old to try and learn something that complex. Well, and I've heard you talk about that in these trips, and I didn't realize that it didn't, that it had its inception so late in your life. Right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Next one is uh, to, uh, you'll laugh at this one, and it's to grow your hair out or to cut your hair, depending on where you are. So. Well, and if you're watching this on YouTube, our YouTube channel, you can see Dr. Tyler Schwanz has quite the cool hip hairdo. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I would, uh, I would tell people, encourage people, in fact, to grow their hair out or to cut their hair if they've always had long hair. Yeah. Um, basically just to embrace that which is impermanent and mm. make a radical change in your life. And, you know, your appearance is kind of an important thing, you know, sure. to, to a lot of people, especially and if you can get so abnormal, I feel like the normal thing to do is to really, really care more about what other people think of you mm. and, and how they view you and the judgment they could be placing on you. That's the normal thing. The abnormal thing to do is to change your look up so drastically and so confidently that it's like, I just wanted to see what I look like with long hair. I just wanted to see what I look like with a with a buzz cut or whatever it might be. I feel like it's not in the actual mm. like look itself. It's in what it does to the person under the look, you know, and the confidence that it instills in them. I think that that's a, that's a truly abnormal. Uh, it's kind of like a hack to like get into that abnormal mindset to be able yep. to move forward in that. Oh, Tyler, now I'm convicted because, you know, Carol, my hairstylist, I'm oftentimes <laughs> she's like, why don't we change it up a little bit or try this? I'm like, no, 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 exactly the way we always have done it. And yeah. She's like, OK, whatever. You're paying me to do it. So yep. maybe I'll try something new. So okay. my son, Logan, actually has this cool flowing hair. Maybe in my age, in my 50s, I should let my hair grow out all the way to my shoulders. Would that be cool? Maybe we should think of some other and way. Maybe we'll to... tie it up in a ponytail. What is that called in the back right now? Oh, like a, like a, a um, man bun? Man bun is what, yeah. you're, what you're sporting right now. You, you definitely do that cooler than I do. So that's awesome. Um, I only have one more. Okay. And let's hear it. I, I think it's a good one to end on. It's uh, do what you say you will do. Hmm. Um, in other words, honor your commitments, uh, large and small. Uh, it's, it's about doing what you're saying, say you're going to do. Uh, unfortunately in, in today's world, I feel like people are becoming flakier and flakier. Wow. And I don't know why that is necessarily. Maybe it's because they have, uh, so much more access to so many more choices of so many more things to do. I mean, I think about online dating even, and when you have like at your fingertips, like thousands of potential partners, you know, in your pocket at any point in time. Yeah, I can probably understand how some people would have a hard time committing to one in front of them 
if they feel, oh man, I don't want to miss out on all the other ones that potentially could be my partner. And it doesn't have to be about people. It can be about, you know, what restaurant to go to, you know, when you have, you know, Yelp in your pocket and you're like, I don't, I want to make sure I go to the very best one. Well, shoot, it's just creating a bunch of um, flaky um, people who say, well, I'm going to go to that one. And then something better in their mind comes up and they just Mm. change their mind and do that. And I, I don't think that that's a good trait. I feel like if that is normal, then I feel like being abnormal is what I want to be. I agree. And, And what a great way to end because this notion of saying, doing what you say you're going to do, being fully committed, being in on life, becoming fully alive. Um, one of our passions here at DMB Coaching, one of our passions for even Three Words Podcast is that people would leave, live extraordinary lives. Mm. And so I would say to our viewers and even listeners today, as you've kind of listened and, and viewed even our conversation today with my dear friend Tyler, I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to really do an inventory on your life and think, what are those things where I'm just normal? Or what are those ways maybe even that I'm just coasting and I'm not living fully every single day? Is there even one choice that you can make today, right now even, that would maybe disrupt the normal in your life so that you could become, even as Tyler has so extraordinarily described, abnormal in a good way? Because remember, nobody notices normal. For life coaching, consulting services, or to hire a keynote speaker, please visit dmbcoaching.com.